Welcome to the Hot Content Marketing Podcast, here to provide you with tips, tricks, inspiration and advice on how to market your business online. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner, this is the place for you as I chat to each of our expert guests about what's working right now. Hi, Louise. Welcome to the Hot Content Marketing Podcast. Hi, Natalie. It's lovely to be here. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh, no worries. I've been so excited to, me too. Um, to interview you because um, we've got to know each other really, really well over mm. the last uh, few months, haven't we? We have. And um, we're both part of um, Atomic, which is Andrew and Pete's membership community. Great community. And yeah, I feel like I've, uh, we've never actually met in person, but I feel like I know you very, very well. Not yet. We haven't met yet, but we Not will. Yet. We will. We will. Definitely. And I think that's the really nice thing about um, that online environment, which I know we're going to talk about, but mm. just the fact that you can get to know people really well, even though they live hundreds of miles away. So, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, the joys of, uh, yeah, of social media and video calling as well makes yeah. such a difference, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Because yeah. you can actually see each other. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I know everything. Well, not everything. I know a lot about you, but will you just tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Yes. So um, my name is Louise Harnby and I'm a proofreader and copy editor. I work specifically for um, fiction self-publishers. Um, uh, I, w I live in a tiny little hamlet in Norfolk called Panksworth, right in the heart of the Norfolk Broads. And where I am is not so remote that we don't have running water and a, ropey, <laughs> and a somewhat ropey broadband connection. Um, because they, but they have yet to hook us up with mains drainage. And if I could have anything in 2018, Natalie, it would be mains drainage. Anything at all. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the view is spectacular, though, so I won't complain. Um, oh, it sounds lovely. But despite my drainage woes, um, <laughs> I've, uh, I've got this lovely business going. Um, so I work from home and I'm, I'm, I help independent authors bring their books to market. And um, I've been in publishing actually since I left uni back in 1990. So books are pretty much all I've ever known from a, a career perspective. Yeah. I, st I started off in-house as a marketing manager, believe it or not, ah. <laughs> in a publishing company. Yeah. And then... Um, in 2003, I had a baby and my mum was terminally ill. So I wanted a career that really allowed me. Well, so I think this is something that a lot of women, not just women, but a lot of women in particular um, have to deal with that sort of issue of balancing, raising your children, caring for dependents mm. and, and also being able to work on your own terms. And so I retrained, built up my editorial skills, grabbed everything I knew about marketing as it was at the time. It was a lot different, I can tell yeah. you. And I took it from there. Fantastic. And so it's quite an established business, isn't it? How long have you been, have you been going with the? Um, since 2005, I started. Fantastic. So. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, I've come to know you as I say very well, and I'm aware of this huge, I would say huge online presence that you've built up. Mm -hmm. um, and if anybody visits your website, you'll see you have such a huge library of blogs that you've built up you've been blogging for a long time haven't you I have I've been blogging since 2011 2011 yeah um so it, it that obviously takes a lot of dedication but above all consistency I would say would, would you would you agree with that definitely um although I'm going to be honest with you I didn't start out with my blog um 
with a marketing hat on. I, mm -hmm. I really didn't. I, uh, and so I wasn't thinking about consistency and commitment. If at the time I was working exclusively for publishers and mm -hmm. being visible online still isn't the best way to access that particular market in my industry. Indie, um, indie editors are, we're in a somewhat rare position in that there's a group of clients that already has its hands raised and mm. that's publishers. They know what we do and why they need us. And so the best way to get in front of them is to call or email them or send yeah. a letter or something like that. And so really the reason why I set up a blog was that um, I found that a lot of the same kind of questions were coming up um, in the editorial business community over and over. And I was receiving at least one email a week from someone asking for advice. And I just thought, why don't I put this down in one place? That'll save me time. Um, and it'll still help the people who've got those questions. And so my blog, The Proofreader's Parlour, was, was born from that. And then a weird thing happened. After about 18 months, I noticed that the number of people who were contacting me via Google to ask for proofreading and editing help had rocketed. Um, my rankings had risen and I was now findable for a lot of these rich keywords. Mm. And they were bringing me business leads. And my website at the time wasn't that flash. My branding was more bland than brand. Um, <laughs> but I was being found by lots and lots of different client types. And I realized that it was because of the blog and that if you help people, you solve their problems, then they share that stuff. They talk yeah. about it. They link to it. They comment on it. And, and Google loves that. And so I'd not really had an online strategy until that point. But once I got it, once I understood that great content could help make me stand out, and put me top of mind I just wanted to do more and more of it so that's I think when the the consistency issue that you mentioned mm. um started to really trigger in my head um I've always loved writing um I've never really had to push myself to think of and create relevant content but it is time consuming there's no getting around that yeah um, so <laughs> I started stealing my marketing time from elsewhere so yeah. I I I think of what I'm going to write about or, or a resource that I want to create when I'm doing other things like, I don't know, driving my daughter to school, having a bath, yeah. walking the dog, sitting in front of the TV. My yeah. laptop's never far away. Yeah. And so I, I started blogging about once every two weeks, but I'm, I wasn't precious about it at that point. If I missed a week, then that was that. But mm -hmm. these days, you're, you're right. My strategy is very different. Um, I don't work for publishers anymore. I work for indie authors and Google is my biggest delivery mechanism, at least yeah. on my site. That brings me 90% of my business. And so my content strategy is all about consistency and excellence, creating really useful, valuable stuff that comes out at least once a week. Fantastic. And yeah, the, the topics that you choose, um, they are just so relevant to your audience. And I just love the way you have kind of you you know very much don't you who your audience is and who you're who you're aiming for um like yeah. you say with, with the indie author absolutely and also my um colleagues um so i i create content for two different markets in a sense i'm creating it for independent authors who i want to buy my services but also my colleagues who have got similar business problems to the ones that I've faced and, and they're okay. I mean, they are, some of them are going to buy cause I do have books and, and I've got online courses coming out. Um, mm. But those people are my advocates. And so even though, even though they're not always buying from me, they've still, they're still those people who can, who can drive that SEO, who can drive that, those links and shares and comments that, that make me popular in Google and 
and so blogging for me is about clients and colleagues it's 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 something that i'm i'm always focused on those two markets but i'm but i and i do honestly think that it's important to to recognize the power of the advocate because mm. it's i think a lot of people think oh I, I don't know what to write about i or i don't know what to vlog about or podcast about because um i i, I can't come up with any new ideas but actually people within your business often have problems too and, mm. and those people can can drive um interest in in what you're talking about absolutely that's a really interesting really interesting point actually yeah drawing on the problems of as you say yeah your, your colleagues and your, your peers oh. within the same industry that's fascinating and, and and the other thing i'd say is that you you talked about dedication and mm. another thing i think is that you do have to work your socks off don't you you've got to be patient mm. no one builds a reputation overnight for anything no and um one of the problems i see repeatedly is people giving up on their content marketing and social media strategies because they're not seeing instant results and yeah. instant's fine if you're drinking coffee <laughs> but yeah. when it comes to building a visible online business it takes really hard graft and dedication as you said to working at it regularly and and commitment to that consistency in terms of the quality and it Absolutely. may it might sound harsh but there's so much competition out there that if you're a lazy marketer, you're in danger of having an invisible business. Mm. I, I really believe that. It's very, very true. And I think, I think it's about having faith in a process as well, isn't it? And it's trusting mm. the process that if you do continue to regularly deliver quality content and to help people mm. and to, to work on establishing your reputation, um, eventually you will reap the benefits. But it, yeah, it does take time, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I know that recently, um, just going a little bit off track here, but I know that recently you've worked quite a lot on uh, your, what we call pen portrait or your avatar or working out basically who your ideal client is. Mm. And I know that you've really, you, you kind of took that and ran with it. And I know from speaking to you that, that it's really helped you in your business. Would you say that it's just really helped you, helped you with your content production and, and helped? kind of streamline everything would you absolutely. say absolutely yeah. i think even beyond or i suppose it depends on how you define content but i think that that's been something that i've used to help focus me at every mm -hmm. touch point of my business so not just the content i put on my blog or the resources i create on other pages on my site but my home page the way i the tone i take when i when i say put a query on um uh, a, a file that i'm editing you know the the I always say if if my avatar she sits on my shoulder <clears throat> and if she wouldn't be happy with the 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 way I've phrased a particular um query or comment yeah then I have to rethink it because um she's she's the 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 person she's my like the my sort of fictional ideal client and her worries her concerns her sensitivities are what I need to be uh, cognizant of yeah. and so uh, it's it's you know it, e it even comes to how how I uh, how I invoice and when I invoice and the, the the kind of words I use when I attach the invoice she's yeah. everywhere with me and and that's really helped sort of pull everything together I suppose so that mm. the way I run my business and the way my business looks online and the, the content I create to promote that business and make myself visible that's all held together by this 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 sense of who I'm talking to and um and and being empathetic to her 
her concerns and and her needs yeah fantastic and like you say helps keep everything consistent doesn't it Mm, from mm. your branding to your tone and yeah it's a massively important part of that whole issue of my my brand identity yeah fantastic and what I find fascinating is that you're involved in the world of of editing Mm. and it's not it's not an industry that's widely associated with um social media um i'm not particularly aware of of many other editors that have built large online audiences or have a particularly significant online presence but but you have built one up through this this consistency with content um at what point would you say it became a conscious decision that that building this this presence online for you was the right thing for you and your business i think um as soon as i saw the blip in my rankings in 2013 um, Mm. about that sort of 18 month period after I started blogging um, I got it you know I knew that using social media and other online media was an opportunity to take control over who I was working for and what I was earning Um, and there are it's interesting what you said about that sort of perception of the editorial community that there are um i think overall i would say i'm one of a a sort of smallish group of editors who who operate like this Mm -hmm. um, in terms of actively driving online visibility i I, the one thing i think that's clear about our community is that we're big users of social media but a lot of us don't have a strategy Mm. and i think that's perhaps the difference and um you know in 2013 it became obvious to me that there were there were opportunities there and and what i love about social media is that if you focus on understanding the algorithms and the tools available within those platforms you can you can build that vis- visibility within your existing network but also acquire opportunities from beyond by building relationships with influencers and practitioners who might have offered different opportunities so you're a good example um of someone who i i wouldn't have met if mm. i hadn't sort of strayed outside my my bubble and yeah. another one was um tim lewis um um who you're you know tim already yeah, um, yeah. he runs the begin self-publishing podcast and mm. it was through social media that i showed him that i had knowledge that he could use for his podcast i didn't say to him can i be on your podcast i <laughs> is asking me if you like but that stuff doesn't happen by accident does it you have to you have to work to put yourself in front of people and show them what you're made of and why they should bother with you absolutely and, and um you know social media for me is it's just there's no better way of alerting a wide audience quickly about the content you're creating as well Mm. and um i think i think one of the the things that i see often in in my community again this difference between usage and strategy is that a lot of people tend to compartmentalize social media and other marketing activities as if they're separate entities rather than viewing things maybe more holistically Mm. so you know it's for me social media social media is part of a much broader content marketing strategy and and i think it's a shame that people aren't seeing that because in terms of being found and of having choice about how you get to who you get to work with and what you charge my feeling is the more leads you have the more work you can turn down because it doesn't suit you (laughs) or it's not paying enough whereas if the pot's always empty you just take what you can and and so social media for me and and other online 
marketing opportunities have just they've all been about opportunity they've all they've all about being given me freedom and choice yeah absolutely and at the end of the day that's that's a big reason why you know we decide to set up our own businesses isn't it is to exactly have natalie exactly yeah exactly and i've been following the way that you've been using um you've experimented this year haven't you quite quite a lot with facebook uh, chatbots yeah um we kind of started off on this little journey together yeah um and you very very quickly overtook me in fact um my chatbot usage has, has gone on hold for now but yours is still going strong what's your experience would you just share a little bit of your experience with the with the facebook chatbot mm. So chatbots are the most fun I've had this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like you, I, I, I learned, I started thinking uh, about how I might use them back in August, thanks to Andrew and Pete. Yeah. And um, so the first thing I did was I, I put one on my 404 page and um, the intention with that was to put a smile back on people's faces. When someone lands on your 404 page, they're not where they wanted to be they're disappointed and I wanted to take that feeling away quickly and replace it with something positive and so I used the bot to enable them to talk to me directly to start a conversation with me in messenger and I mean I could have just put a link to an email address um, so that someone could could chat with me straight away but that immediacy of messenger um, was I felt really powerful because it meant that someone could just ping me a note there and then say I'm not where I want to be can you help me? Can you tell me? And fortunately, most people don't land on my 404 page very often. But um, I love the fact that if they do, it's 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 giving them uh, an immediate way to to get their problem solved. Mm. And the other place where I've, I've had the most fun though is Facebook mm. on my Facebook page. And again, it's all about trying to make people feel happy. Um, mm. So what I do is. Um, or what I've always done in the past with my page was um, was to upload links to my blog posts, um, but it was always the same old thing, you know, like title, link, pretty picture. And what the chat bot's done is allow my readers to have a little bit of fun. So I've done lots of trigger word campaigns where I create um, maybe a booklet, um, something to do with a writing, editing or proofreading resource uh, mm. or some marketing tips or something. And then... Um, people put in the trigger word and um and i deliver that resource to them right there on facebook and i'm even two-thirds of the way through as you know an advent calendar yeah. <laughs> on a chatbot as we speak and people are loving it like people come back every day they stick in the the trigger word which is always the number of the day and i send them a, a business resource and so they'll get 24 um between now and christmas eve and facebook loves this because it's people are staying on its turf. And so I get much higher organic reach. My readers love it because they get a valuable resource immediately mm. without having to load up yet another tab in their browser. And I love it because I'm getting more eyes on my content and connecting with not just my existing work network, but also new people and making new friends in the process too. So it's just a win for everyone. It's just great fun. I oh, highly recommend it. <laughs> it really is. I mean, if anybody wants to see you know a, a great way of using chatbots i would highly recommend um looking louise up on facebook and see what she does on her page um yeah you're just so you are very creative louise you do just you think outside the box for want of a better phrase <laughs> you, um, well, thank you i i just think that marketing's it can take up so much of our time and so having fun with it and enjoying it means that you're much likely to get 
you're much, much more likely to want to do it again and again and again and be consistent with it. I think that's what I've noticed about you and other marketers I know that the, the, the ones who do it best are the ones who have fun with it and, and, and seem passionate about it and in, enjoy it. And mm. at the same time, it's creating really, really useful, valuable stuff that's, that's helpful to people. Yeah, absolutely. And we've kind of already um, touched on this, but I did just want to ask you, obviously we've, we've mentioned that you've built up a really established blog, mm. huge library. Um, what benefits would you say, I'm just trying to think, because there are a lot of people out there who are, are struggling to get started with blogging. And, mm. and I personally believe that half the battle with that is, as I say, having the faith and the belief that it will actually bring you benefits in the long run. What benefits would, the main benefits would you say that, that building that blog has brought to you as, as a business? So I sell editing and proofreading services to clients and business books and training to fellow editors. So the blog is what makes me visible to all of those people. It's the single biggest driver, Natalie, of, of visitors mm. to my site from the search engines. And because I've been going a while now, um, and because I've been cr consistently delivering content that people w want to read and, mm. and because it's, it's made me so visible in the search engines for keep for the keywords that people are using to get those, their problems solved that I, I get over 30,000 page views a month on my blog. Wow. Now, of course, not all those people, thank goodness, not all <laughs> of those people want me to edit for them, but that's, that's not what this is about. The point is that all those people are, are uh, are finding me and clicking through and reading and some of those people will find the answers to those problems and some of those people will go on to hire me and so ultimately the that benefit is visibility it, it that choice that I get so that I'm I'm and this isn't me bragging this is just a fact now but I I am not one of those freelance editors who talks about famine or feast I've I haven't been I turned down more work than I can take on because I just yeah. don't have space in my schedule but if people want to book me they have to wait several months now yeah. and, and so and that's a powerful position to be in as an independent business owner because there's nothing more scary than owning your own business and not knowing if you're mm. going to be able to pay the bills that month and for, for, you know when you're starting out of course that's a that's the that's a big worry for everybody but if you can drive yourself into a position of visibility whereby the right kind of people can find you um further down the road you know if that's if that's why people need to to keep to keep at it because it, it may be a slightly longer burn in terms of really really powerful results like that but um it's it's a longer term approach but the, the benefit i think you're right the, the benefits are absolutely there that that absolutely. benefit of visibility yeah absolutely and I suppose the final thing that I'd want to ask you is I've sort of touched on already the way that the industry that you're in, as I say, isn't widely associated mm. with social media. And I come across a lot of people who are uh, working within industries that they feel um, that they're not particularly glamorous. Uh, mm. So they may be in the um, financial services industry or the legal profession, um, certain industries that they just don't see how they could really use content marketing or engage on social media uh, coming from the industry that, that they do come from. What, what would you say to that, um, having sort of, you know, created the presence that you've created online? I'd say there's no such thing as a business that's unfriendly to social media or content marketing, however dry that business is. Everyone, whether it's a customer or a colleague, has problems 
And I think that if you can solve those problems, you make people feel things, grateful, happy, relieved, whatever it is. People don't forget that. They might forget what you wrote, what you vlogged about, what you said on the first day they met you, but they don't forget how you made them feel. And that's mm. a powerful thing. It's just good old fashioned customer service. And and or or even personal relationships. It's mm. it's like when I first met my husband. I honestly don't remember specifically what he said to me the first time we met, mm. but I know how he made me feel. <laughs> and I think if business owners can focus on emotion rather than mechanics, mm. the mechanics are important in the in the sense that you know you want to be a professional and and you have to be cognizant of what the the, the media that people want to 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 use to contact with you to engage um with you but if 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 business owners can focus on emotion rather than uh, first of all ab above and beyond mechanics then i think that builds relationships too just like just like personal relationships are built and those last and we're we're much more likely to want to buy from people that we trust and we like Absolutely. It's still the, the age old saying, isn't it? Of people buy from people. Yeah. It yeah. will never change. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Right. Well, you just talk so much sense, Louise. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you, honestly. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> you really do. Oh, that's been fantastic. Will you um, let us know how everyone can connect with you? Where can, where can they find you? Yes. My website is louiseharmbyproofreader.com. And if you search for Louise Harmby, you'll find me on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn and Instagram, although I don't really use that, to be honest. <laughs> Fantastic. And you are launching an online course in the new year. I do know that. Will that be, will people be able to find that on your website? Yes, I am. I'm launching that in January. That's going to be available on my editor's resources page. And it's going to be all about helping people use social media purposefully. Fantastic. That sounds brilliant. Thank you so much for joining me today, Louise. It's a Thank pleasure you. to talk to you as always. Thank you for having me, Natalie. It's been lovely to chat with you too. Thanks, Louise. For more content marketing advice, head to hotcontent.co.uk. Why not join the Hot Content Marketing Group on Facebook too? Come and meet other like-minded entrepreneurs and share knowledge, ask questions and gain support in promoting your business online. See you in there.